G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, let's get a check-in with the Australian Christian Lobby. Martin Isles is Managing Director of the ACL. Martin, special welcome back to 2020. G'day, Neil. Good to be back. Hey, Martin, let's start with Victoria. Just so mindful of Victorians. Uh, More delays in opening restrictions on business. I wonder if you've got any thoughts uh, of what's been happening on the weekend, uh, announcements by the Premier and uh, the certain disappointment of Victorians. What are your thoughts around uh, the more further delays? I think it's disappointing and upsetting, and uh, I think for Victorians it's particularly tough. Uh, I think it's the problem really is this. It's not necessary. Um, And I say that cautiously. I've thought long and hard about this. But I was in Sydney on Friday night, just past. Uh, I was staying in a hotel in the CBD. And I went out to get some food. And uh, I drove around the city as well because I was going to an appointment. And it was full of people. People were out. They had no masks on. I couldn't see really any masks at all. Uh, The venues were all looked pretty full to me. I was walking around on the footpaths. It was crowded. It was a Sydney CBD Friday night. Uh, And I sat there and I thought, this is interesting because New South Wales had had 30 cases in the 10 days to, to, to that point to Friday. And also Victoria had had 30 cases in the same period to that point. And I thought, what a tale of two cities. Meanwhile, you've got Melbourne. They've got borders within their own state. They've got the police saying that they're sending up drones to fly over everybody's house <clears throat> to make sure that they're not breaking the rules. Uh, they've, uh, they've got, uh, you know, uh, so many limitations uh, on people and people are so, you know, that the shops are desolate, the businesses are desolate. Face mask wearing is the law, even in rural Victoria, in places that haven't had a coronavirus case. Um, and I sat there and I thought, yeah, this is not necessary. New South Wales is doing a fantastic job and they're allowing people to live normal life and they're allowing people those basic human needs of social interaction, of friendship, uh, of work, the dignity of work. Uh, They're allowing their society to continue to function uh, and it's going just fine. And there's not like there's any other serious mitigating issue in Victoria. It's not like their hospitals are overcrowding or anything. That's not the case. And so I sat there and I thought, this is ideological. It is not realistic. It's not practical. Um, And that's the sadness of it. And I think for Australians, it probably is a good moment for us to stop and think, what is the ideology of the people we've put into power, into politics? Because every generation always has to deal with this tendency for some in power to be controlling, to be oppressive uh, and to be a control based government. And it is immiserating and it's nasty. And I think Daniel Andrews, unfortunately, has a bit too much of that in him. And if that's the way the left of our politics is going in Australia, it's probably time we sat back and watched carefully and thought about those sorts of things when we went to vote. 
Well, the challenging times continue for Victorians and they'll be hopeful undoubtedly and uh, as we all are all around Australia for some easing of restrictions in coming days. Hey, let's talk about churches and this is not just Victoria. Churches have not been able to meet in Victoria but there's some disparity in the way that churches have been able to meet in other states which are relatively open. Martin and uh, you know yeah. on uh, on Saturday uh, on on uh, sorry on yesterday it was the NRL grand final uh, forty thousand odd people at the ANZ Stadium to watch the NRL grand final and churches are under pretty heavy restrictions still too. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, this is uh, this is of course a sadness for me. Um, I look at Queensland and I see that they had nearly forty thousand people at Suncorp Stadium the other night for the football. Uh, it wasn't Suncorp, it might have been the Gabba actually. But anyway, the Gabba, yep. they've had, it was the Gabba, yep. And they've had another event there just over the weekend with, you know, 30 some thousand again. Uh, and they've got these football matches, no social distancing. You look at the photos of people absolutely teeming uh, in masses. And I sit there and I think, yeah, meanwhile, you've got churches that are limited to one to four square metre in their building, and they many of them can't have full blown church services. Uh, I look at Victoria and I see that down there they're saying that hospitality venues are about to be able to have 40 people inside without masks and 70 people outside. And indeed, in regional Victoria, that's already the case. Uh, and then I see churches and they're allowed outdoor services in regional Victoria of 10 people. Indoor services in Melbourne are not a thing. Uh, and I, well, they're not a thing at all. Actually, there's no church services in Melbourne. And I sit there and I go, this is so sad. Uh, New South Wales was the same, actually, briefly, but fortunately, the church leaders showed real leadership. Brian Houston and Archbishop Glenn Davies and ACL got in touch with the government and they corrected the balance there. They brought churches in line with hospitality venues. So we're thankful for the government in New South Wales. But it just tells me something about the priority. Uh, of governments. Um, And I just say life is more than dollars and cents. It's not just about economic reopening. It's about spiritual need. It's about putting God in his rightful place. But also it is about the spiritual needs of the people, particularly for those who uh, coronavirus has made life a lot tougher for them because they're vulnerable to certain of those issues that come with being isolated and so on. So it's a cause of sadness. I'm really pleased for the progress in South Wales just last week and applaud that and applaud the leaders for standing up. And, you know, we're trying to encourage at the moment leaders in Victoria to stand up. So we've got about 300 pastors on board to write to the Premier's office. We think that'll grow to about a thousand church leaders, which is a good number. And we're hoping to back that up with tens of thousands of ordinary Christians to sign the letter as well. So we are pushing ahead in the Victorian situation. And I'll ask people to pray about that because I think it really is the litmus test uh, of the spiritual health of a nation as to where church and where God belongs in times of crisis. Well, there's our, there, our uh, physical health, there's our economical health, and there's our spiritual health. All of those things uh, somehow or other need to be into a level of tension there. And uh, honour to you, Martin Isles, for helping to bring those things uh, to the attention of governments so that uh, there can be some uh, level of common sense there for churches meeting. Hey, let's spend a little bit of time talking about the next big election on the horizon. That is the Queensland state election that's on this weekend. Life issues right at the front and centre in the platform when the Labor government has put euthanasia well and truly right at the centre of their election platform. What are your thoughts for life issues coming up to the Queensland state election? The Queensland state election is interesting because I think it could be uh, the first, certainly in my life, 
But it might even be the first ever pro-life election that's ever taken place in the sense that you have the two major political parties at odds with each other on life, which is unusual. And when I say life, I mean abortion and euthanasia, uh, but particularly abortion. Uh, You have the LNP in Queensland who have promised that they're going to look at the abortion to birth laws in Queensland, which are dreadfully inhumane. Uh, where you can actually have a baby killed on the day that it could be born, when it can feel the pain and it's, you know, fully viable and all the rest of it. Uh, they're saying they're going to, and that was Anastasia Palaszczuk's government and Jackie Trad that brought that in. But uh, the LNP have said they're going to look at that because they think that needs to be rolled back and they're really going to look at term limits on abortions. I'm not sure that's happened uh, in recent decades in Australia from a major political party. So this is really a, a significant moment in Australian politics. You also have One Nation that have a full-blown pro-life platform, uh, and you also have Catters Australia Party who are supportive of the same. And also Catters Australia Party have come out on the euthanasia issue, which is the other life issue that Labor have promised that they're going to bring in euthanasia laws after the next election. And the Catters Australia Party have come out and said, well, if the Labor government does that, then we're unlikely to form a coalition with them if they need our support from the crossbench because we're opposed. And I think that's wonderful as well. You know, this is death that we're talking about. It's really serious. And you can't pass laws that say all of a sudden a doctor can kill somebody and that's a valid form of care and compassion. Uh, You'll rue the day you do that. It goes dreadfully bad right across the world. Life is no longer sacred. But also abortion is one of the great humanitarian crises of of our nation. Uh, It goes under the radar. It happens behind closed doors. But it's brutal. It's inhumane. Late-term abortions are one of the nastiest things that goes on in our society. And so I'm really encouraged by the fact that this divide has opened up. You've had a political party in the LNP that have been brave enough to push back on the abortion agenda, uh, who have also said they're not so interested in euthanasia, they're more interested in palliative care. Good move, because it works. Uh, And that really, I think, is the big moral dividing line that's emerged in the Queensland election. Hey, just to pick up on your perspectives here, because beyond our conversation today, Martin, we're going to be talking about another element that's happening in Queensland, and uh, perhaps Christians are especially interested because there's a spiritual dimension to what is coming, but there is a public black mass uh, that has been scheduled for the eve of the Queensland state election. And uh, interestingly, uh, it is a, a politically motivated black mass. Now, I wonder if you've uh, had any thoughts about that, because uh, coming up ahead of the election, uh, there's this black mass that's happening. There's, there's a lot of issues here, but one of those that's in play, and I'll get your thoughts here, is that, uh, is that they're doing this because uh, it's a statement of religious freedom uh, that they're uh, going to be having it. Any thoughts around what's coming? Yeah, look, I've actually noticed that... um, So I've been in the political world for about six years, uh, and over that time, one of the things that has hit me time and again is that the most powerful thing that we do as Christians in the political sphere is pray. It's interesting that, you know, in 1 Timothy 2, one of the few commands that's given to Christians directly in relation to what they should do to the state is that they should pray for kings and all in authority, etc., and pray for religious freedom, and actually, or pray for freedom for Christians, uh, that we might live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness, is the exact words used in the Bible. And I've noticed that prayer has been so, so, so powerful in the political world, and I find it's even more powerful than lobbying, it's even more powerful than activism. So I, I hear about this, and I think, well, the Satanists are praying. <laughs> I trust, 
I trust. The Christians are praying, and the Christians are praying all the more. And if the Christians are praying, then I take great comfort in that because we know what the Scriptures say, which is greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, a reference to Christ and Satan. Uh, and also where in Mark's Gospel, where Jesus says, you know, in relation to Satan, he says, well, you know, I've entered the strong man's house, referring to Satan, and plundered his goods. Uh, and he has power over him. And so uh, the Satanists praying is, is, of course, a concern. I think it's deeply con- destructive to them because pagan uh, religions destroy people like nothing else. And it's very sad that this is gaining a foothold in the community. But in terms of what it can do to the political process, I think that Christians can band together and pray and we know who is the greater one. We know who is the stronger one. And, um, uh, and I believe that that is that is the right thing to do, and I believe that that will be effective. Uh, As to whether it's a statement of religious freedom, they're actually deliberately doing this to try and cause havoc for people who are advocating for religious freedom. There's a a really deceptive and tricky thing going on here uh, where they're saying, oh, well, you say religious freedom. Well, what about the Satanists? Uh, And they're playing a game, and uh, that's really sad. But, uh, yeah, look, sadly, they do have the freedom to do it, but we have prayer on our side. Yes, they've certainly attracted a headline uh, with what they're doing because uh, what they're saying is uh, they're actually saying they're very thankful to the Prime Minister for his, uh, you know, push for religious freedom. And uh, what they're saying is, well, he spoke at the recent National Prayer Breakfast. Uh, Perhaps he'd like to come along to their uh, Satanistic Black Mass. Uh, Those sorts of things create a division. It does attract a headline, Martin. It does attract a headline, and they've got an agenda, uh, and they're uh, doing some political trickery, and they keep on putting in submissions to parliamentary inquiries, and you know they know that they can grab headlines, and they are grabbing headlines. And it's this one little temple in Noosa uh, that's got a small group of people who are obviously um, sadly caught up with um, this, which is a very, very nasty business and very, very self-destructive, and I'd encourage people not just to pray for the nation but to pray for them. Because uh, this this is, I mean, Satan's real, sadly, and um, what they're doing will destroy them. Uh, but they are doing this to uh, to try and grab headlines and cause a little bit of trouble for religious freedom activism, and maybe a little bit of trouble for the prime minister. You know, get the cheeky questions from the journalists and all that. So people should see through that and realise that there is a little bit of a political game going on. Okay, uh, just we've only got a few minutes left for our conversation today. Uh, in the lead up to any state election, there's always uh, Australian Christian Lobby meet the candidate forums, uh, issues that are coming to light there. Uh, you've also got a sort of a standing army of people uh, that are operating uh, on behalf of the ACL in electorates in different parts of the nation, and there's a bit of a focus on Queensland now. Uh, just to give us a little insight here into the activities uh, of ACL in the lead up to a Queensland state election, Martin? Well, ACL is running a campaign in the lead up and we have identified four seats where there are strong Christian candidates running who we would love to see in the new parliament, whichever, whoever wins government, uh, because we think that strong Christian representation in the parliament is the best ticket to getting you know, righteous policies and good government. Uh, because Romans 13 says we're servants of God and ministers of God in the governing spheres, and you know who better than a Christian? And uh, so we've got good candidates that we're backing and helping. And if people want to be a part of that plan, which includes letterboxing, it includes social media advertising, it includes a range, it includes these forums you've mentioned, Neil. Uh, look, we need 
many people to join the fray and volunteer and get out there and put feet to their faith and be salt and light. And you can do that by going to acl.org.au slash volunteer, fill in the form and one of our really lovely team will give you a call and we'll have a wonderful chat with you about what you can and can't do or whether you'd like to act now or later or what suits you. And uh, it'd be wonderful to have you join the team. So that's acl.org.au. And uh, at a time like this, no doubt, some are saying, well, wow, I should have been more active. I think I'll make contact. Uh, The other one, of course, is for all voters. Uh, The idea of survey results that have come in and perspectives on the parties and the candidates, qldvotes.org.au. That's a treasure trove for people who want to know some insights behind the scenes as to what's happening in the Queensland state election. That's correct, Neil. That's one of our websites. And we've been uh, putting that on flyers that we've been letterboxing. And there is all sorts of stuff there about party positions, policies, on all the important things that are of a concern to Christians. And I'd encourage people to visit it uh, and to have a look. Okay, acl.org.au and the direct website, qldvotes.org.au. Martin Isles is Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Martin, great getting your insights. Thanks so much for those again to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Always my pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.